Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett. And today I want to share a word about waiting upon the Lord as I comment on Psalm 37, verses 1-11. through 11. This scripture reads, Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of the wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take the light in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light, and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger, and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For the wicked shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more, though you look diligently for their place. They will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. So let's talk about waiting upon the Lord. When a crisis occurs or when trouble comes, one of the most common human reactions is, we must do something. Often that cry reaches our political leadership, and the result is hastily drafted and flawed legislation, which is usually expensive and might even make the situation worse, because we must do something. One commenter has called this impulse to act moral panic, and he may well be right. In fact, the wisdom of the psalmist is just the opposite to a moral panic. The psalmist's answer to a crisis or trouble is to wait, and specifically to wait upon the Lord. You see, God's timing is always perfect, and when we get ahead of Him, we usually make things much worse. The Bible is full of examples of just this type of mistake. One example is when Abraham and Sarah decided that he should have a son by Hagar, Sarah's servant, instead of waiting on the Lord. From this act, the Arab nations were born and a conflict was sparked between the Jews and the Arabs that continues to trouble us until the present day. Another example is how King Saul failed to wait for Samuel to arrive at Gilgal, and he went ahead and make a sa made a sacrifice to the Lord, which he was not authorized to do. His troops were scared, and Samuel was delayed, so Saul had to do something. But he actually didn't, since Samuel appeared just after the sacrifice was made. Because he failed to wait, Saul lost his crown. A third example is when King David recaptured the Ark of the Covenant from the Philistines. He didn't wait for the Levites to come from Jerusalem to properly carry the Ark, as according to the law, but he placed it on an ox cart. Now, when that ox stumbled, a man named Uzzah placed his hand on the ark to steady it, trying to do the right thing, but God killed him for it because he violated the law. Of course, it was really David 
who had violated the law. And he was so shaken that he stored the ark outside of Jerusalem for three months. A man's life was a high price to pay for being impatient. Military commanders through the centuries have learned through hard experience that the first reports of both success and failure are inevitably wrong in some way, and they're often wildly wrong. Good commanders are patient, and they wait for confirmation before they respond to good news or to bad. So when trouble comes, we need to learn to wait upon the Lord and not give in to moral panic. As we wait, however, God has given us some work to do. First, we're to trust in the Lord and do good. We're to take delight in the Lord and commit our way to Him. We're to be still and do not fret. And we are to learn to be meek and not give way to wrath. If we focus on our relationship to God, we will sooner or later see Him act to bless us and in doing that, glorify His own name. Like in the parable of the sower, grass may spring up today and wither on the morrow. God is not laying a sod lawn in our lives, but planting trees that are planted by living water. Trees take a considerable time to mature, but they are inherently strong and resilient, especially when compared to grass. Now, a great example of waiting on God is found in Acts 1 and Acts 2. At the ascension of Christ, the disciples were told to go back to Jerusalem and to wait for the Holy Spirit. They did, and while they waited, they prayed and sought God. And on the day of Pentecost, not before and not after, the Holy Spirit came and a great harvest of souls was gathered in. God is growing spiritual trees in our lives, and when we short-circuit that process, we're the ones to suffer. So let's learn to wait patiently and wisely upon the Lord. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.